The following program is brought to you by Speak the Word Ministries. I don't know if you know this, but Jesus has this miraculous ability to take an ordinary person like myself or like you and do extraordinary things through his or her life. Speak the Word. Welcome to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to train up God's children to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. Speak the Word. Speak the Word. God's Word. Speak, speak, speak God's Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a message titled, You Are Not a Grasshopper, You're a Giant Slayer. Speak the Word. If you're wondering what a grasshopper is, grasshopper, I could have titled this a grasshopper's mentality, you know, because a lot of people have a grasshopper's mentality, you know. They always see the problem or something bigger than what God is, you know. They always make that bigger than Him instead of the other way around. Numbers 13, 1 through uh, 2 in the English Standard Version, it says, The Lord spoke to Moses and said, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I'm giving to the people of Israel. He says, From each tribe of their fathers, he said, You shall send a man, one chief among them. And I want you to think about that, uh, who he picked out. In other words, the Lord instructed Moses to send out leaders, men that were supposed to have wisdom and have more knowledge knowledge than the average person. In other words, they were supposed to be someone that really had it all together. And according to verse 17, Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, go up to Nagab and go up into the hill country. Moses gave them instructions to check out the land to see if the people are strong. He wanted to find out if the people are there are going to be strong. He's going to be weak. Uh, you know, whether there's a lot of them or there's just a few. He wants to know if the land is good or bad. And he also wanted to know if the cities where they dwelled were camps or strongholds. So he wanted all this information. And he told them to be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land back. And it just so happened that it happened to be the season for the first ripe grapes. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was going to bring some grapes tonight, but I couldn't get any big enough. <laughs> I thought, well, you know, just even a big bunch, you know, it's not very big, but we don't have any. It's going to take two men to carry. But it says, and they came to the valley, they spied out the land, and they came to the valley of Eskol, and they cut down there a branch with a single cluster of grapes, and they carried it on a pole between two of them. Think about that. You know, sometimes we read over scriptures and we don't really give a lot of thought to it. But, you know, that really requires a lot of thought. And when we can think about the grapes that we have, even the largest of clusters, they had clusters It took two men to carry them. That was some blessed land. <laughs> and it said they also brought back some pomegranates and some figs. And according to verse 25, it said the spies came to Moses and Aaron and all to the congregation of the people of Israel. They brought back word to them and all the congregation and showed them the fruit. And he told them the land flowed with milk and honey. And this is the fruit, you know, he said that we have. He said all the men except Joshua and Caleb said they couldn't go up because the people were too big and were too strong for them. Saints, this is a grasshopper mentality, as I was saying. It means seeing the problem bigger and God's promises smaller is really what it means. However, Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let's go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able, well able to overcome it. You know, I don't know of anything that God will give us to do that we're not well able to accomplish. We might not think we can accomplish, but we are well able to accomplish it. 
According to verse 33 in the Amplified Bible, he said, The other spies said, There we saw the Nephilims, or the giants, the sons of Anak, who come from the giants. And he says, And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. I want you to think about this, saints. The spies saw themselves as grasshoppers first, before the giants and Nephilims saw them as grasshoppers. They didn't see them as grasshoppers first. They saw themselves that way. Most of the time, people don't see you the way you think they do. You have that thing inside of you, you know, that self-image of yourself. It's not what you think other people see you. You think other people are seeing you one way, and actually, most of the time, people are seeing you better than what you see yourself. You know, and this, in this case... The giants weren't even thinking about it. You know, we can all learn a big lesson about going with the majority. The majority can lead you astray. You know, we know here that we had 12 spies, and only two out of the 10 thought that they could overcome the situation. And then when they brought in front of the congregation, all the congregation agreed that they couldn't do it either. So only two. So I think, you know, if you want to hang out with anybody, hang out with the two. You know, the ones that's thinking like God, you know, they can, they can do it, you know, the overcomers, you know. Don't hang out with the crowd. Don't forget that the majority is not always right. Is that not what most Christians are doing today? We're allowing a few men and women that don't know who they are to rule us and take over our children, forcing the states to bow to their every wish. They even have drag queens reading to our impressionable babies, easily influenced, and the rest of the men of God that are trying to stop it. Our government continues to pass laws allowing abortions. Our late President Ronald Reagan made this statement. He said, everyone who is for abortion has already been born. Think about that. Let that sink in. All those people that are voting for abortion have already been born. They've already had their day. Aren't you glad that your mother decided to keep you? I am. And my mother could, I mean, she had 13. And it wasn't that easy back then. <laughs> and sometimes it's not easy now, depending on the birth. But now would you not give your own child that same privilege to be born and healthy and live the life that God has planned for them? Think about that. Saints, I know that we are to love our neighbors, but I do not believe that God means for us to stand still and let these things take place and let Satan run all over us. We have been given authority and power to put Satan under our feet. But you know, there are many things that we can do without violence. However, according to Matthew 11, verse 12 in the New King James, it says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. It says the, in the easy read version, it puts it this way. Since John the Baptist came until now, God's kingdom has been going forward strongly and people have been trying to take control of it by force. And this is what they've been trying to do is take control of our country by force. Or I should say Satan has been influencing the people to take all of our Christians out. Their goal is to eliminate us. But there's enough of us. There's only a handful of men and women that don't know who they are. But we know who we are. You know, and if a small group of men and women can do the damage that they have done over the last few years, do that, 
There's much more. There's many more of us. There's more of us. As Elijah said and told of his um, servant, he said when he went out and all the people, all the um, chariots were camped around, you know, with all the angels, and he said there's more of us than there are with them. Amen. And we need to remember, brothers and sisters, there are more of us than there are them. We just haven't been making any noise. We've just been sitting complacent and letting them run over us. But we need to not do that. We've got to wake up. Friends, you're not a grasshopper. According to God's view of you, he sees you as giants, warriors, and as more than conquerors, according to Romans 8, 37. You are conquerors of the darkness of this world, according to Ephesians 2, 6. You have been raised up with Christ Jesus and seated at the right hand of Jesus, far above the principalities and the darkness of this world. In Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So it's up to you what you think on. You know, there are many things in this world that we do not have control of. But one thing we do have control of is what we think on and what we look at. We do have control of that. Remember, if you think of yourself as a grasshopper, powerless, you will not be able to take the giants. And there's giants out there. We must be alert at all times. You know, I don't know if I got this word correct or not, but like in the military, before they send the troops out to battle, you know, they gather them up. They're out there ready to go fight. They gather them up and they tell them, let your head be like a swivel. Be alert, you know. You've got to be alert. You've got to keep your eyes open. We need to wake up, brothers and sisters. We need to open our eyes and let our heads be the, the swivel and not just put our heads in the sand like those birds or whatever <laughs> that keeps their heads in the sand. You know, in First Peter 5, 8, New Living tells us, stay alert. He said, watch out for your great enemy, the devil, because he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. One definition of devour is to destroy completely. And that's Satan's goal. His goal is to destroy us completely. Saints, we must fight and take back what belongs to us. We must take back our families, our children, our health, and everything that has been stolen from us by Satan. The Lord reminded me once a long time ago that if I could identify the thief, he would give it back to me sevenfold. And I believed God. I believed him. So I wrote it down. You know, before I knew who the thief was, it was Satan, according to John 10.10, who had stolen just about everything from me, including my husband. According to Proverbs 6.31 in a New American Standard, it says, But when he is found, he must repay sevenfold. He must give all the substance of his house, whatever it takes. Brothers and sisters, we need to advance and take back what belongs to us. That should be our goal for today and for also for the future, too. This is something that God revealed to me a few weeks ago. He impressed upon me that when all I see is the battle, all he sees is the victory. And when all I see is the mountain in front of me, all he sees is the mountain removed. Praise God. He doesn't see it. He sees it already conquered. He sees it already taken care of. And I said, thank you, Lord, for reminding me that you are the one who fights our battles for us. So I began to write this down. I wrote down, as I walk through the shadows, your love surrounds me. There's nothing to fear now, for I'm safe with you. According to Psalms 91, you are my refuge, my high tower, and my hiding place. And when my enemies come in against me one way, the Lord will cause them to flee from me and scatter in seven ways, according to Deuteronomy 28, 7. 
Saints, I realize we're living in very dangerous times. It tells us in 2 Timothy 3, it says we're living in perilous times. We only need to look around to see that this is true. However, the good news is, if you are a believer in the word, you're not of this world, according to John 17, 16. We're not, we're just really, we're just passing through. We're really not of this world. Once you become a Christian, you become part of the kingdom of God. And so you're no longer part of this world. Most importantly, the God of the heavens, our Father, is here to protect us. He's going to protect us. The God in whom we serve will always be here protecting us. We have his word. We have his word, brothers and sisters. We have to believe his word. If we don't believe his word, we don't believe anything. You can't have faith without believing the word. That's where your faith comes from, is from believing the word. The more you believe the word, the more you have faith. Praise God. Remember, if you think you're a grasshopper, powerless, you'll not be able to take the giants, the demonic spirits. We must be ready to move forward, trusting in God, the Holy Spirit, and the Lord Jesus to guide us. For us to get things accomplished in these last days, we must begin to say what God says. If we're going to accomplish anything, according to Ephesians 6.17, it says the weapon we're going to fight with is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Everybody knows that, or most all Christians should know that. You know, it is time to fight back by exercising our God-given authority and destroying the evil works of Satan. You know, John said in 1 John 3, 8, that he came to destroy the works of the devil, that this is what Jesus came for. As children of God, we have been anointed with power to help destroy the works of the devil too. We're part of that. We're his hands. We're his mouth and his feet. We're here to serve. We're here to take his place. And work, do the works that he would do if he were here. He works through us. But you know, I was thinking about that the other day, and most of you know this too. Just as God works through us, just as Jesus works through us, Satan works through us too. You know, he's working through all of these people that he's influencing to do what they're doing, you know, whether they're the drag queens or whether they're, I don't know which bathroom to go into or whatever. This is satanic. You know, and that's Satan working through them. But God works through us because we're part of the other side. And so he's working good in us and making us strong and giving us the wisdom and the power and authority to be able to fight back against this evil that's coming against us. We have to fight back. I am so concerned about my children and my grandchildren, especially my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, you know, and what they're having to tolerate right now. You know, this is going to be our next generations. And so we've got to, we really have got to do something. I don't know how we're going to do it and when we're going to start, but we've got to do something. We've got to put our little noggins together and do something. As I said, children of God, we've been anointed with power to help destroy the works of the devil too. In Luke ten nineteen, in Amplified Classic, it said, Look, I have given you the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses, and nothing shall any way harm you. He says he's given us uh, not only authority and uh, the power, but he's given us the physical and the mental ability to do it. Are you hearing me? Saints, we need to know our enemy, and we know his tactics so we can prevent, and at least, at very least, minimize the damage. We may not can prevent it all, but we can minimize the damage that he's been doing. It is time that you serve notice on the devil. 
He no longer has a claim on you. He's already defeated. Jesus says he already defeated him. And the Bible says he led captivities astray and he defeated Satan. Are you hearing me? Let's get geared up. I think we need to get geared up and get ready to take back what the devil's stolen for us. That, that's what I think. You know, I had these questions. Has he stolen your health? It's time to take it back. Has he stolen your finances? It's time to take it back. Has he stolen your family? It's time to take it back. He stole some of my family on drugs. They died of an overdose. My grandson for one. My nephew for one. And uh, someone was telling me today, my daughter yesterday, was telling me that a friend of hers, his friend's daughter, committed suicide. These are all coming from Satan. These are satanic attacks. And people that are committing suicide, that's satanic. Nobody wants to leave this life early, not on their own thinking. You know, he convinces them that it'll all be over and it'll be better. It's just beginning, if you don't know the Lord. You are the only one that can take it back. You're the only ones that can take it back. I can't take it back for you. But you can take it back. As I said before, if you can identify the thief and you know who the thief is, according to John 10, 10, and the thief must give it back seven times over. Proverbs 6, 31 says, And thieves who get caught must pay back seven times what was stolen and lose everything. Most of you have heard me talk about all the things that Satan stole from me in 2002. Once the Lord revealed to me what to do, and I did it, Satan had no choice but to give it back. I still remember that. It's like it was yesterday when I was saying, you know, that one day I'm going to have this and that and the other. And the Lord just spoke into my spirit. And a lot of you have had that, you know, they're just all of a sudden there it is, you know. And he brought that first back to my remembrance, you know, and reminded me that it's really, really what he's saying. It was up to me. He said, I provided you with the word. And my word, not one of my words have ever failed. He said, I'm back my word. So if we'll take that word and apply it and do what he says do with it, then he'll do the rest, and Satan will have any choice. You know, I, I know that he took my beachfront property. He stole from me, but once I commanded him to, with this scripture that God brought to my mind, that he had to give it back to me seven times bigger and better, that's what I commanded. He had no choice but to give it back to me bigger and better. And I got it bigger and better. And you can get it bigger and better, too. You really can, whether it's your job, your children, your home, whatever it is. If he's stolen anything from you, you can get it back. I know you can because he said you can. Pastor Joe didn't say you can. God said you can. He said he has to give it back to you. God has promised to restore the years the locust has eaten, and he will restore what Satan the termites eaten too. He's promised. In Joel 2.25, in Amplified Classic, it says, And I will restore or replace for you the years that the locust has eaten, the hopping locust, the stripping locust, and the crawling locust, my great army which I sent among you. And verse 26 says, You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame. He said, my people, and that's who we are. We're God's people. He said, we shall never be put to shame. This is God's promise to you. He is no respecter of persons. 
God shows no partiality, no arbitrary favoritism. With him, one person is not more important than another person, even though some people think they're more important than others. They're not, according to Romans uh, 2.11, Amplified Bible. But there is something that you must do to take back what is rightfully yours. You must start agreeing with God. You must start agreeing with what he says. Start trusting his word. Start exercising your power and your authority. You know, that was it's my new book that's coming out, I hope, in a, about 60 days. It's called I Believe God. And when the Lord spoke that to me all those years ago about the enemy having to pay back to me, uh, I believed him. You, you believe God when you act on it. You know, a lot of people say, I believe God, but they're not doing anything. They're not taking any action. You, you can't believe God and not take action. You know, faith without action, dead. you got to act on it, even if you don't feel like it. Most of the time you don't, but you can do it. And sometimes you'll be, even be afraid. You know, I've been ministering for 26 years, and I was thinking this afternoon it was like the first time. A lot of people think, you know, maybe some can come up and they don't have a problem with it, but I think most speakers have a little issue, uh, maybe some more than others. But I always pray, of course, and I keep continuing to pray to get my messages, and it takes a while to put them together as I listen to him. But I was thinking that you would think after all this time that I could put together a message and come up and deliver that message without being anxious, you know, nervous. But I haven't. There's sometimes more nervous than others. Today, for some reason, I was a little bit more nervous, but you got to do it anyway. You got to push through. It's nothing but him trying to stop you. And if he finds out that he can stop you, then he'll keep it up. So we got to stop it. We can't let him. Praise God. We have to trust God's word that it's true. We got to need to start exercising our power and our authority. And that's what we're doing. When God says something, we need to act on it. No more thoughts of doubt. No more negative talk. No more thoughts of failure and defeat. And the only weapon that you have to defend and protect yourself and your family is the Word of God. Speak the Word to your body. Speak the Word to your mind. Speak the Word to every circumstance that mountain can't stand. You've been listening to author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey, on today's edition of Speak the Word. Speak the Word is a listener-supported ministry. Generous contributions from listeners like you enable us to continue bringing you this program each day. Learn how you can connect and support Speak the Word Ministries on the web at speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back in just a moment. But first, we'd like to tell you about Pastor Joe's booklet on finances called Receiving God's Financial Miracle. What exactly does God have to do with your finances, and why do so many Christians struggle to make ends meet? The Bible tells us from Philippians that God will supply every one of our needs. Pastor Joe will share her heart on how God is a generous God, even when we're in need. She'll also help warn of some false teachers from the church who lie and steal in the name of prosperity. In this booklet, Receiving God's Financial Miracle, Pastor Joe will also help you align your words with God's Word, as that is the key to true blessing. Just ask for the booklet, Receiving God's Financial Miracle by Pastor Joanne Ramsey, when you send a gift of any amount to Speak the Word Ministry. 
you can write to us at P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Or call us and request the booklet Receiving God's Financial Miracle when you call 855-505-2297. That's 855-505-2297. 855-505-2297. Or you can order the book by sending an email directly to Pastor Joe. Her email address is Pastor Joe, that's J-O, at speakthewordministry.net. Again, that's Pastor Joe at speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a closing prayer. Father, I thank you that you have given each of your children an excellent memory so we can be like a David and bring back to our remembrance all the miracles that you have blessed us with. I thank you, Lord, that we are not like the ten spies who forgot about their past victories. They forgot about how you opened the sea for them to go through on dry land. They forgot about the manna that you provided for them so they wouldn't be hungry. They forgot about how you quenched their thirst with water coming from a rock. Hallelujah. They forgot about their past history. They did not remember that it was you, Lord, who always brought them through. Praise God. I thank you, Lord, that you are the same today, yesterday, and will be the same forevermore. Help us, Lord, to never forget our past history. And I pray that you will help us to always bring back to our remembrance all the battles that you have won for us. Thank you, Jesus. Help us, Lord, not forget our yesterdays when we're facing the giants of today. And help us to remember that you are the host of the armies and will fight for us. In Jesus' name, I praise you and I thank you. Amen and amen. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. And join us next time here on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to circumstance that mountain can't stand against the word the word of God against the word of God